everybody. I'm Mitch Golich. Welcome to episode 38 of Mitch Eats Food, a podcast where I talk about eating food. Thanks, as always, to those of you who have subscribed and left ratings and reviews. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and find me on social media for food pictures to go along with every episode. And I do want to specify, I've been saying you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. That has not always been totally true. I should say the podcast is finally now available in Spotify. I shouldn't celebrate because it probably shouldn't be that hard to get a podcast in Spotify, but this is a recent development. So if you listen to podcasts in Spotify, good news, you can finally subscribe to Mitch Eats Food there too. Now I am wherever you listen to podcasts. Now today for episode 38, we are welcoming back my most frequent and most popular guest. That's right, making her seventh appearance on the pod. It's my wife, Sam Ashinoff Goldich. Sam, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, we only talk to each other on the podcast. So it's important to check <laughs> we have in to catch up for the day. Yeah, see how you're doing. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, this is going to be a fun one, Sam, because we are going to talk about my favorite. Are they not food. all fun ones? They're all fun ones. Some are more fun than others. Uh, you laugh at me sometimes because I like everything. <laughs> Everything's my favorite food. But whenever someone asks me what is my favorite food, I give one answer. And for whatever reason, you chuckle when I answer this question. But Sam, tell the people, what is my favorite food? His favorite food is macaroni and cheese. And it took years for this to come up, I think. I did not learn this about you until like relatively late in our relationship, I think, because really? we never ate mac and cheese. Well, we've rarely eaten it as an entree. I feel like I've had mac and cheese many times as a side dish with other things. You, I, it has to have come up that I, how much I love mac and cheese. Well, I mean, I, in the past couple of years, I'm sure it has. I think I just didn't discover until, you know, I guess maybe later than the usual acceptable time frame for finding out your Literally significant other. I don't know. I feel like that's an early like, oh, what's your favorite food? But maybe we, question. yeah, we didn't yeah. have that icebreaker conversation, and so it it didn't come up that your favorite food was macaroni and cheese until one day we were somewhere and you said it to someone else, like, oh yeah, that's my favorite food, and I it just I was very taken aback because I know I how much you like other foods. Your reaction to it. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're going to talk about mac and cheese and speaking up now that you know how much I love it and how important it is to me. We went to a place that you discovered. I feel like a lot of our places we've gone are the things you see online and then send it to me. So we were uh, we were on a bit of a burrata kick actually. We had burrata at a few different places and then you texted me a link to a mac and cheese pop-up in New York City that had burrata and you were like, well, you've got to check this out. And uh, it turns out it was Murray's Cheese, which I was not familiar with, but you were. So, um, so I get this text from you and you're like, oh, this is great. Uh, we should do it. And this happened to be a week or 10 days before my birthday. And I was like, perfect. We're going on my birthday, <laughs> which was a Monday, Monday after work, we're going. To Can you tell people, because I was not familiar with Murray's Cheese. Uh, and I think you had been there before, right? Well, Murray's Cheese is sort of just, it's a staple in New York City. I feel like it's just been around forever and they're kind of just known for their cheese and, uh, and the attack shop next door to their primary cheese shop. They also have a bar where there's like wine and cheese and it's a whole cheese operation down in the West Village. And um, this pop-up opened up adjacent to Murray's Cheese just on the other side. Um, and it's just Murray's Cheese mac and cheese. And 
the thing that got me from people who know what they're doing with right. cheese. Basically. Yeah, many, many, many types of cheese are involved, and I saw that they were literally putting a ball of burrata on top of their mac and cheese, and that's that was really the kicker for me. And so we got to get to this. Place. We had to go. So uh, it took us a couple of tries. As I said, we made plans to go on my birthday, and we said, okay, it's a Monday. We'll meet after work. The place closes at eight. We got there at about seven forty-five. And they made the dramatic announcement, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of pasta. And so, unfortunately, we couldn't eat there on my birthday. And, you know, we could have been bitter. We could have said, well, screw this place. We're never going to eat there. But no, I don't. You ran out of pasta. That's proof that you are awesome, that people are there to eat literally all of the pasta that you have. Thank you, Ron Swanson. Uh, so we came back maybe a week later, maybe uh, I think it was later. exactly a week was later. It? Yeah, it might have been. So we came back. Not my birthday. Still a great day. Um, so let's talk about our order at Murray's Mac and Cheese. Um, well, part of it was, you know, it's a pop-up shop. So who knows how long it's even going to exist. That was the point for. that you made. Right. You said if we don't go now, we might never Ima- be able to go. Imagine? It was very dramatic. Well, well, <laughs> we might never be able to go. So we have to go immediately. We do. And now... Uh, and now Still I, I around, guys. Both of us are very glad that we did. So... Um, it's a relatively small place, as you would probably expect that a pop-up shop is. It's the kind of place where you order at the counter, and then they have just a few tables inside. Um, it was crowded enough when we were there that you know we ordered at the counter and waited for people to get up so that we could grab in and grab their table, and it was fine, and everyone's friendly, and it's like, you know, you can sit down next to strangers, and who cares, and it's fine. Um, so they, you walk in, and they have the counter. They have their basic mac and cheese already made, and in this tray that you can see in front of you. Well, they have the pasta made. There's also cheese baked with it, but it's not their classic mac and cheese. Sure, I'm getting there. So they they have a mac, it's a a pasta and cheese. It's a mac and cheese that's there, but then they have all kinds of uh, flavors. They have meats and cheeses and veggies and sauces and all kinds of things. So you basically, you order your flavor of mac and cheese, and then they scoop out this pasta and cheese that they have up front, their basic blend that's Uh, basically the base layer of pasta and then they take it to in the back they have a grill with skillets and they uh, almost like an omelet station they had a bunch of like small like fry pans almost on their own little burners and they were just mixing in the cheese and the vegetables and meats and whatever and and melting everything together back there right and I was glad to see that because when I we were looking at the menu um, especially we were there the first time we looked at the menu and then came back but there's some and you see like okay this is made with pepper jack cheese and I thought okay you know I like pepper jack cheese a lot, but it seems strange to have a mac and cheese that's just made with pepper jack. So I was definitely happy to see that it's no, you know, it makes a lot more sense. They've got, uh, you know, you know, your standard mix of cheddar and we didn't even ask, but whatever else is in it. And then they sort of mix in all these extra cheeses like pepper jack and gruyere. And we're going to talk about the ones that we had. Well, their um, list of cheeses are, that, mm-hmm. that you can put in the mac and cheeses are Parmesan, feta, pepper jack, New York cheddar, Cheddar, cheddar. I said it like <laughs> I said it like a New Yorker. Uh, Fontina, raclette, which I don't even I don't know that I raclette know what that is. is. Swiss. Ah, Googled it. Did not know that. <laughs> Gruyere, mozzarella, and Black River Blue. That's the list of cheeses that you can put in your mac and cheese, and of course a four ounce burrata ball. Right, which we knew we were doing. So yeah, so they had uh, all kinds of things on the menu, and and some people do a make your own, and I'm sure we would have been very happy doing that. But they also had six signature mac and cheeses listed, and so we decided we're signature kind of people. They know what they're doing. They know the good combinations. If there are six on the board, we're going to do it. So we uh, we got four of them. <laughs> now they, they had uh, I'll say they had four sizes for everything. They have snack, meal, hungry, and family. 
which are 8, 12, 16, and 28 ounces respectively. Think, what did we do? We did two snack and two meal? Um, yes. So we got two 8-ouncers and two 12-ouncers, which 20 ounces per person. It was definitely more than we needed. But if you go to a place like this, we're not going to go super often. You want to be able to try a lot. So we got uh, four different kinds. We got 40 ounces of mac and cheese, and uh, plus the four ounces of burrata. So technically, we got 44 ounces. Um, so we can talk about our flavors. So I, I have the list here. I can just read off the menu. The four that we got were the classic, which says our own secret blend of cheeses, just your basic which it also had breadcrumbs on top, which I know I like and Sam, you don't. So I ended up eating uh, some of the top part on there. Then the second we got was uh, barbecue, which had pepper jack, chicken, papadou peppers, crispy onions, and barbecue sauce. Those were the two that we got in the smaller size. And then the bigger ones, we got a buffalo chicken, which had the, uh, Sam, the New York cheddar, <laughs> and uh, blue cheese, chicken, buffalo sauce, and ranch. And then the French onion, which came with Gruyere, the raclette, which uh, again, less familiar with, but I, I looked at that as a Swiss. So uh, Gruyere, raclette, caramelized onions, and bacon. And then this is the one that we added the burrata to. We were leaning in that direction and thought that sounded the best. And then we also asked them at the counter for their uh, recommendation. And they said that one was a perfect one and, and really popular with the burrata. Now, uh, we will say you do not eat bacon. Um, you just don't like it, not to, not for moral <laughs> reasons or anything like that. I know you've tried it, not a bacon fan. So we got it with, we were originally gonna just do no bacon, and then the guy at the counter suggested that mushrooms make a great substitution in this particular one. So we replaced the bacon with mushrooms, and the whole thing was awesome and really good, and he was right. Uh, so those are the four that we got. And for those wondering just about the other two, because I mentioned there were six, there was a carbonara and there is a breakfast mac and cheese with bacon, egg, and cheese. But that one you can only get on the weekends. So we were down to five choices and uh, we picked the four that made sense. And they were awesome. Should we talk uh, Should we talk about the noodles before we maybe get into the flavors and ranking our favorites? Let's talk about the noodles. Do you want to, did, did you have a... I already don't remember what they're called. So. <laughs> okay, so the noodles are, they're a, a, a cool. Uh, well, you said they partnered shape. with a specific so, noodle yes, so shop. There's a, uh, a Brooklyn based pasta company called Spoglini Pasta. And the uh, Murray's website says that this is, uh, that's who they partner with. And this is their radiator pasta, which is sort of just this interesting, it has these like, uh, wavy protrusions um sort of well they're like they're round like spokes and it, it looks like a radiator and they, they are wavy and they look like a radiator um and actually i'll read it because they were wearing we didn't notice this until uh afterwards we took some pictures of the mac and cheese and then realized that this was actually on their t-shirt uh and on uh one of the guys working there his t-shirt says radiatori uh small pasta shape created in the 1960s and modeled after the radiator the radiatory design maximizes surface area, trapping sauce and absorbing heat, making it the ideal noodle for gooey, stretchy, extra cheesy baked mac and cheese. And totally right, I loved While we were eating it, before we even knew this, we were commenting that the shape of the noodles was very conducive to mac and cheese and getting all the goo in it. Trapping the cheese. Yeah. yeah it was perfect. So it was, it was just like a fun 
textured uh, pasta, and it was just a cool shape that I hadn't seen before. So now we're like slightly it. bigger and plumper and fluffier than rotini, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and we're gonna have pictures. I post pictures, and, sure. uh, and so uh, good plug for the social media. You gotta follow follow Mitchie's food on Instagram for food see pictures, what these guys. Gladiatory pasta look like. All right, so um, should we just rank them? Is that how we should do it? How do you want to do you want do you want to talk about your favorite? Uh, one? Yeah, I think both of us. Our favorite was the uh, French onion with mm-hmm. the. Um, with the burrata. With the burrata and the mushrooms. Yeah. And it possibly was, a little biased because we went in excited about it the most. We knew we were there to get I the think burrata, objectively it was the best. I, I there was also, I think it was uh, truffle oil drizzled on top. It didn't say truffle oil. It didn't. But there it kind of had a truffly kind of flavor. There was some sort of an oil just like drizzled lightly on top of the burrata. I love. Could have been olive oil. I loved everything. Whatever it was. One thing that was interesting that I commented at the time. The, the pasta obviously was was warm. They heated it up right in front of us. The burrata was really cold. Um, and, and, you know, even if it was room temperature, that would have been fine. You know, I probably wouldn't even have noticed. But it was noticeably cold, and I just, I enjoyed the contrast. We cut it open. Actually, I have a great video of you slicing it with your plastic fork and watching it just kind of get gooey everywhere. Um, but just the, the contrast in different textures and flavors and temperatures, the whole thing was just delicious and perfect and yeah the mushrooms i wish i knew what, what kind of mushrooms they were i've, um, but they I've were, seen them before they were a familiar kind of mushroom yeah, to me but i don't know what they like, are they're cooked and like kind of long and narrow and they were just uh they were really good mixed in but this the, the french onion I, I mean you know i don't know how much there is to really say about it except this was like perfect it, it was, was really good. Was so good it was different it wasn't like any other kind of mac and cheese i'd had before mm-hmm. um and it was really good it lived up and I liked, so two of them, we got the barbecue and buffalo obviously have very strong flavors. Everyone knows what barbecue sauce and buffalo sauce tastes like and when they're mixed in. And we, you know, we've eaten pizzas with those as sauces and things like that. Um, but you would have thought the French onion and the classic might be similar flavors, but I liked how it was different. It, it didn't taste like it was just the classic with a burrata ball and mushrooms on it. It was really, you know, it had its own unique flavor. Well, there were different cheeses. Was, yeah, and it yeah. Was just all of them had different cheeses mixed in, which mm-hmm. I also think was part of the reason we wanted to try a whole bunch because they were really different. Um, second, and I, so we agree that was our favorite, and I think we both agree with our second choice, too, was the barbecue. Yeah. Um, I love the sauce. I always love barbecue and... Um, you know, barbecue on mac and barbecue cheese. Sauce barbecue sauce is Mitch's favorite condiment, I everybody. Put, I'll put barbecue sauce on just about anything. Anything that, anything that normal, normal people, people put ketchup, put ketchup on. on. Wow. <laughs> That's weird. We did not rehearse that. You've heard me say that to people before, though. I've said that. I don't yeah. know that I've heard you say it, but that's how I've said it to people. Yeah, anything people, except eggs. Eggs, I do hot sauce. Pretty much everything else, I do barbecue. It was great. The papadou peppers, um, which is not a pepper I have that often, but they're spicy, and it was uh, not, like, too spicy, but a little spicy, and they were chopped really fine into small pieces and it just mixed in good um good chicken here if i was uh to go back to this place i definitely would have considered doing this with sausage instead of the chicken um but as a with a barbecue chicken this was also just this was a perfect mac and cheese i you know i could eat this every and day. as a courtesy to me you stuck with the chicken so i could share it with you right well uh you know i i try to be courteous very I nice say. of you <laughs> um so we agree those are our top two and then i think we have a disagreement on the bottom two i was surprised that the buffalo was not higher on my list. I think that was my least favorite. It wasn't bad. I think that I like all of those things and I like, you know, buffalo wings and all of those flavors, but it it was a little much for me. 
I, I, um, I agree. It was, so some of them, you know, we ordered them all, they're all hot, and then it takes a little while to eat, and some of them cool down, and, you know, sometimes gooey cheese sort of hardens and gets a little less gooey. It's, I don't want to say congeals. Congeals makes me think of something when it's, like, really old and really has been out for a while, so that's not the right word, but it sort of starts to get a little, you know, a little less... Solidified. A little solidified, sure, and I thought that of the four we got, the buffalo was the one that sort of turned the quickest, um, like if you didn't eat it right away when it was still hot and gooey, it wasn't going to be as good sitting there at the end of the meal. Um, part of it is I prefer blue cheese to ranch, and I think it had chunks of blue cheese, and then the dressing like drizzled on was ranch. There wasn't I, a lot though; there, it was just a light drizzle, like that's the true, olive but oil. I, I think I would have liked it better if it was just blue cheese and not blue cheese chunks with the ranch. That's just a personal preference. Mm-hmm. But it was I actually so I ranked the buffalo above the classic. The classic was good, but I think if you're gonna go to a place like this, you want to try interesting flavors and different concepts. And so if I'm at a spot like this, I'm happy to get the buffalo and that's why I ranked it ahead just because it was interesting and you know we're talking about it like it was still really good I still really enjoyed it and it was a good flavor um but it was but that's why I have it uh, a pretty decent gap I'd say between the barbecue and the buffalo um like I think that it's an obvious top tier two and then the bottom tier two I would agree with that and then the classic. The classic um, was good. It wasn't super. I mean, if they didn't have all these other funky things going on, the classic would have just been a very good mac and cheese. Yeah. If this, um, if we were at a barbecue place and I was doing like brisket with a side of coleslaw and mac and cheese and whatever, and this was the mac and cheese that came as the side, I would rave about it and be like, oh my God, the mac and cheese might have been the star of the show. That was such a great side dish. And, uh, you know, that's how I talk about sides sometimes. It was really, really good mac and cheese. It's just that they've got this giant extensive menu with all this cool stuff. And so I'm This gonna... giant extensive menu of six it... options. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, okay, I guess yeah, that's fair. Um, it was giant in just it was on the side of the wall. So it was literally physically it was, it was very physically, large. It was a giant. You didn't need glasses to read it. No, you know, it was a big interesting menu with with uh, giant as far as just combinations that you don't always get. That's true. They um, did have a I'm, list of meats you could add and a list of veggies you could add and you could build your own. And right. If this that is was true. like a math problem on the SATs, how many iterations, like, how many different combinations, <laughs> it would be thousands of them if, if you Probably choose true. any amount of so and so a giant menu, thousands. Thank you. Fair um, enough. SAT prep. Thanks. Um, so anyway, so yeah, it was really good. I like the breadcrumbs. Um, they were good. I like having a little bit of texture and crunch. Um, but yeah, all four, uh, all four really good. And overall pretty reasonably priced. I mean, we spent $40 on mac and cheese, which maybe when you think about it, sounds like a lot, but you know, this was dinner. 20 for bucks the, a person for dinner is not that bad. For more mac and cheese than we needed. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, you know, it was great. I loved it. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was very good. It, it makes me think, you know, it's, they say the classic is their own secret blend. I wonder, you know how chefs, when they're training, they have to taste things and see if they can deconstruct and figure out the ingredients and what's in it. Um, It would be interesting if they didn't have access to see the menu, if they could taste these mac and cheeses and tell us what kinds of cheese were in them. You know, you and I did a previous episode, I think it's episode 17 from Taste Buds Kitchen when we did a pasta making class. This should be our next class. We should just uh, just storm in and insist that they teach us how to make the classic (laughs) blend. Uh, I don't think we would get away with it. No. 
All right. Uh, I think we're probably going to wrap it up unless you have any other final thoughts. It was... I don't. I, I don't it is a pop-up, but it is still available. And actually, I saw, I was looking at their website now. They have new extended summer hours. So, oh, do they? Um, so so if, if we went back now and got there at 8. Well, hopefully they have more pasta also in right. addition to the hours, because otherwise they just uh, run out of pasta sooner before closing. Uh, but if you are in New York and you're interested in heading down there, you can check out the hours and you can get there after 8 o'clock, thankfully. Um, all right. Well, Sam, thank you for joining. It's always fun to have you on the podcast. Anytime. And thanks, as always, everyone out there for listening. If you're new, you should go back and check out all my previous episodes. Many are just me by myself, but a bunch of them have fun guests, including, as I said, six others with Sam as my guest. I have all kinds of episodes on meals all over the place, well beyond just New York City. So go check them out. You can subscribe in iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. While you're at it, write a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Make sure you give me five stars. Tell me what you think. Tell me what, what, uh, tell me what you think of Sam uh, as a guest. Some of my other guests, I know it's gotten a little competitive in the reviews. Uh, somebody called Patches the Chocolaholic my favorite guest. Uh, might have been Patches' wife. But uh, feel free to go in there. Tell me where I should go next. Those help other people find the podcast. So I love your uh, five-star reviews. And you can follow me at Mitch Goldich on Twitter and Instagram. Search for Mitch Goldich on Facebook. There you'll see pictures to go along with every episode. You can leave comments. You can also follow Mitch Eats Food Pod on Instagram, which is the account just for this podcast. Pictures from every episode and lots of other pictures of things that I'm eating that don't turn into episodes. Lastly, you can email, email mitcheatsfood at gmail.com. Make sure you tell all your friends, and I'll talk to you again real soon.